0: One of the largest iron foundries for artists in the Midwest is located near Salisbury, Indiana, in rural Greene County. Every summer, an international set of iron sculptors spends the month of July working together at Sculpture Trails. The month culminates in a public event, during which the artists cast their work. The sixth annual Fire at Night Iron Pour takes place Saturday, July 25th, Having attended a previous year's spectacle, WFIU's Yael Cassander filed this report. I'm wandering down a trail in the woods, looking at large iron sculptures nestled in among the trees and rock formations in a place that could be the dictionary definition of off-the-beaten-track. Jerry Massey opened the Sculpture Trails Outdoor Museum on his family's land in Greene County, Indiana, back in 2002.
1: First, it was just an outdoor museum a place where we can put our pieces. We all build big sculpture, and once it goes into a show and comes out of the show, then where do you put it? that's kind of the idea.
0: But the concept grew beyond just providing exhibition space. Back in the summer of 2001, Jerry's mentor from grad school at the University of Kentucky had recruited him to build an iron foundry in England. Jerry was in the first team that came, the first crew and he helped to build my furnace. Sculptor Pam Brown is the co-founder and director of the Museum of Steel Sculpture in Colebrookdale. Where I do it, back in England, is actually the birthplace of the Industrial Revolution, where a lot of the beginnings of cast-iron work began. So it was marvelous for me when I found that there was these American sculptors who knew how to cast iron. After building Pam's furnace, Jerry started running the summer workshop at her museum.
1: Every week, for four weeks, we would bring in five to ten artists a week and teach them how to take their patterns and cast them into iron and then help them finish them out. So after nine years of doing that, there became an awful lot of folks in England that pretty much they became addicted to it. And there's just no other outlet for them.
0: So when Pam decided to retire from hosting the workshop in England in 2010, she asked Jerry to take it over. Which brings us back to this 60-acre site in south-central Indiana, where Jerry had set up the outdoor museum back in 2002.
1: So as soon as we said we would take it over, we got back here, we had nothing. We we just said, all right, we'll do it. But we had no foundry, no studio. This was actually a pond.
0: But on this 95-degree July afternoon, the site where the pond had been, downhill from the leafy sculpture garden, is abuzz with activity. Dozens of sculptors are milling in and out of a refurbished barn, putting the finishing touches on the molds they'll be casting tonight. The centerpiece of the worksite is the Iron Furnace, whose cylindrical tower bears a plaque reading Lady D, 2010.
1: All furnaces are ladies. After you build one, you always want to name it and dedicate it in some way. So when we came here, the crew dedicated it to my mom, Diane. Without her support to kick my butt into art school and then let us come here and play, um, there would be no sculpture trails. There would be none of this. So this is her furnace. Mom said it's the biggest, ugliest, craziest thing anybody's ever got her, and she loves it. She won't even come down for a pour because she's too scared to watch us all.
0: Although Diane Massey keeps her distance, around dusk lots of other people are starting to arrive and set up folding chairs on the side of the hill to watch tonight's big event, the Fire at Night Iron pour. In the years since the furnace was built and the summer workshop moved stateside, word has gotten out in the community.
1: The reaction was just unbelievable. We had no idea anybody would care. And then the response from the community was enough to get us to go,
0: man. That response is evident not only in the crowd that's shown up tonight, but in their patronage. Last year, 1,400 people from the area paid $20 a piece to carve small blocks to be cast into low-relief sculptures for them to keep but Sculpture Trails has gotten its name out far beyond its immediate locale. I come up here for the juice, for the energy. Nathan Goodson is a renowned iron sculptor from Alabama who got his chops as a shop technician at Sloss Furnaces, the historic foundry that built the city of Birmingham. At Sloss Furnaces, they've got this big input of iron pourers, iron mongers. Yeah, I could do that you know, all the time, but I don't. I drive nine and a half hours and spend the whole month of July to um, cast whatever I can and uh, make art. I really appreciate who he knows and who he attracts. I came to this
1: workshop last last year, and it was so, so great. I got so much done.
0: London-based sculptor Richard Rome is a fellow of the Royal British Society of Sculptors and the Royal College of Art, who met Jerry Massey when he was running the workshop in England.
1: Get more done in two weeks here than I would in months in my own studio because uh, it's just a very special situation. bunch of good, great people, lots of help, real camaraderie. I
0: always liken it to the fire brigade. You, know, you have to have that kind of trust in the people you're working with.
1: If you're not part of a team, you're on Andrew's team. <laughs>
0: the furnace has been burning coke and scrap metal for an hour. And in the moments before molten iron starts pouring out of the slag holes at the bottom of the tower, Jerry has assembled the group in a huddle for final instructions. That
1: means you need a shovel, and start doing push-ups now, and get ready to, to come in when, when somebody needs to be spelled. It's a matter of safety at all times, so there's, um, always, we have a crew chief and a furnace chief, and the, they communicate to each other, and we also have a mold chief, and the mold guy, the mold chief knows what is inside of every one of these molds and how much metal goes into it. Watch out for each other. Everybody's been out in the sun all day today. Make sure everybody's drinking water. Somebody's looking a little, little tuckered out. Take a break. No need to be a hero. There's
0: plenty of people. Among the crew suited up in leather smocks, chaps, and fireproof helmets are eight work study interns, students and professional artists who have come to trade their labor for experience and an affordable means to cast their sculpture.
1: There's quite a lot of adrenaline running because there's danger involved.
0: Kate Hobby is a professional artist from England participating in Sculpture Trail's work study program.
1: It's about learning and sharing. So, for example, today I'm working with Jerry on the furnace, but yesterday... It was Allison, and the day before that it was uh, Toby. And so you, you get really invested in the process. This is one of the biggest foundries in the Midwest for artists, so everybody wants to take advantage of it. So they'll take a whole month off work and come down here and sweat and bleed and cry and fall in love. And,
0: and yeah, while men and women are collaborating physically all day long in the hot sun... The romance around here seems to flow straight out of and back into the iron itself.
1: The minute you see the molten metal tap from the furnace, it's like falling in love with the sun. There's something totally intriguing and absorbing about it. It's really primal. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> Let's pour some
0: metal. For WFIU, I'm Yael Cassander. The sixth annual Fire at Night Iron Pour takes place Saturday, July 25th from 3 to 11 p.m., with casting beginning at dusk. The family-friendly event is open to the public, and visitors have the opportunity to create their own cast-iron works of art.